Welcome to the His Call Technology Podcast, where we are communicating tomorrow's business needs today. From just outside Nashville, Tennessee, join His Call as we discuss all things telephony, data, and infrastructure related to business leaders. Here we go. Thank you for joining the His Call Technology Podcast today. Recording in Podcast Studio C at His Call's office in Today, my guest is Steve Jones from Call Corp. Steve, thank you for taking a few minutes to come in and just sit down and let's have a conversation. Love it, Chuck. Thanks for having me. I love being here and lots of good things going on, so we'll have a lot to talk about. Good. Well, we're glad to have you. Rather than me tell our audience uh, about Steve Jones, why don't you introduce yourself, tell them kind of a little bit about who you are and what you do? How I got here and yeah, what I'm that's doing. right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So Steve Jones, I'm the managing director at Call Corp. I've been with the company about three years, essentially the COO, working daily operations, sales, marketing, and support and services, and kind of across the board. Okay. So uh, I've been in high tech for thirty plus years. Thirty plus years. Yeah. What What have you enjoyed the most in those thirty years? What's have you enjoyed most enterprise? Yeah, so most of it has been enterprise and kind of B2B business mm-hmm. development, working with partners. You know, I started as a channel guy back in the old days at Novell and, you know, distribution and, and certification programs and training for channel partners is a big deal. So that was kind of my DNA. And, and you know, I, I was just telling my kids this the other day, one of my sons in that period of career decision making, you know, he, he wanted to know about career paths. Looking back, I haven't had very many jobs that had a job description. I've always been kind of the guy to come in and establish the role and figure out what needed to be done. So that's the attraction, coming to Call Corp as kind of a new guy that needed a new role, and and, uh, we'll figure it out as we go, and it's been a blast. Well, that tells me you you must be pretty good at that. If if that's <laughs> kind of been the way your career is developed, yeah. you, you must have kind of made a name for yourself in being able to come in and define the role and and make it work. Yeah, it takes you know you got to prioritize some things, and you're not always resource rich, so you got to do things as an individual contributor, right? You just can't mm-hmm. sit back and mandate the troops. You really got to roll up your sleeves, and I enjoy that. I don't want to lose that. So. All right. Or I'm a glutton for punishment. What are the two? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and got big shoulders. You can carry a lot yeah, of weight. That's right. right. Yeah. Okay. Call Corp is contact center uh, yeah. focus company. So of that 30 years, is a good part of it being around contact center? Yeah, pro- probably about half. I took a little bit, uh, not much of a detour, but kind of expanded is probably a better way to say it, um, with uh, a couple of CRM companies mm-hmm. where we were focused on a, a process, kind of workflow automation-centric view of taking information about customers into you know, a unified process and then interacting with the sales forces of the world and, and putting those into a consumable format. So- have been around customer-centric applications mm-hmm. for a long time. Had a video publishing platform where we, you know, short story content that we would push out to customers in kind of the form of a help desk response. So that was that was somewhat compelling. And I say somewhat because it was, you know, 80-20 rule. You know, you put content out, and, but on the fringe, there's still things that need to be addressed. So, but I had a great time. When that, was this? That was, what, 2012, where video was just kind of coming on and streaming was a big yeah. deal. And so 
looking at how you could educate your consumers with little snippets of video and put yeah. that into a workflow that ends up at their fingertips. So. Well, you know, that's very interesting. I have just been familiarizing myself with short-form video, I guess yeah. they call it now, YouTube shorts yeah, and exactly. TikTok-type videos yeah. and how that's being incorporated into business and enterprise and marketing and what we can do with it. So that's pretty interesting that 2012 or so you were yeah. kind of working that. We, we were kind of in the heart of big networks, working with telcos to help them get that that out. Ne- they never had that vision of what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting that kind of that consumer-led world has pushed it now over to the B2B side and companies can't live without it. So I think it's, yeah. a, I think it's a great opportunity. Yeah, it, it it certainly sounds like it is, and I'm I'm just kind of learning it myself. Uh, all right, well, tell us a little bit. So you've been with Call Corp. You said about three years. We met about three years That's ago. That's right. Yeah. So you uh, right when I started. Okay, I did not remember that, or yeah. uh, or I had forgotten it, or I didn't know it one. Yeah. That, wow. uh, about that time. So yeah, it's been a great ride. Well, Call Corp is a cloud based. Context center yeah, platform. CCAS platform. So yeah. give you a little bit of background there. So I, I came across the team at CallCorp like three and a half years ago. This is the same team that create created in contact. So if you remember the in contact, it's now six one. Um, the CEO, CTO, architect, head of engineering, that kind of core brain trust started in contact, grew that business, that got acquired and really saw this opening of an opportunity that was, that's really kind of twofold. One is the technology stack in telephony has kind of evolved, and there hasn't been really a disruptive moment until recently with cloud and microservices. And even even now, there's still some you know restraint on either port-centric kind of mm-hmm. hardware or ensuring that you can stay secure. So... Uh, I think we've cracked the code on, on creating real-time, scalable, yet very stable, reliable telephony services through cloud services. This team created a, a brand-new CCAS environment, and, and it's been phenomenal to, to leverage kind of their experience that they had in doing it the first time and, and now coming out with a new framework that lets us leverage modern technologies really, really makes it streamlined for our customers. And, and so, you know, there's a few different advantages that CallCorp has. A lot of it comes down to ease of use, how consu- our customers, not consumers, but how our customers can really administer what they need to mm-hmm. in, in an environment and click of a click of a mouse. There's a lot of wizards and kind of drop-down menus that were very complex to do with legacy systems. And legacy being even cloud services, CCAS, like, you know, like in contact. So we embrace them. They, they're obviously a phenomenal company. They're always highly rated. But we've taken kind of the next generation of technology forward in the market, and it's been a good thing for us. Microservices, when you say that, I, I know that that means cloud. Yeah. And and so developed for the cloud, microservices being, you know. Core to our foundation of that, yeah. Yeah, really cool. So, well, what, what it lets us do is, you know, as – you deliver to your customers. Not It's never a one-size-fits-all. But to have everything available and then be able to select out without kind of cascading or having the whole entire framework fall down is really what we're trying to, to get to, which is how can I adapt that contact center solution to those scenarios that don't need everything mm-hmm. 
or may need something specific, we can kind of plug them in like Legos and those microservices stand on their own so that, you know, now we don't have to package, you know, an entire boil the ocean type of a feature for someone who doesn't need it. And and don't you think that it's microservices, that adaptability that really makes contact center sweet in the in the cloud as a service uh, type deal? Yeah, no, 100% agree. Because, c- you know, there's never, e- even though they are, you'll never have a call center say, we're just like somebody else. Right. Everybody's got their own little script, their own little how you treat an agent, their own workforce management scheduler. Every every single one in their minds is custom. In our minds, maybe not so much. Right. But they can't they can't have that message of I'm just like everybody else, shrink wrap out of the box. And so how do you get both of those things accomplished? And that's really where I think we've been able to crack mm-hmm. the code. In in the ease of use, what I like about what I'm hearing you say in in being able to adapt and bring services to a contact center and make it easy is really helps a contact center try something. Yeah, we we agree with that. That's a mentality where otherwise you spend a lot of time and money in professional services just to kind of make everything plug in. And when you get to the end of the day and that's not what you're looking for, it's expensive to undo that. And it's expensive to get it right. So that flexibility, we think, makes it really, really accommodating for those those users. It's The ease of use is something else that, I, you know, I've heard uh, customers speak to hmm. that, you know, something as easy as changing an announcement or a greeting in some call flow right. um, for, for some customers has been a big deal. But with, with the CallCorp platform, it's really easy to do. It can d- be changed quickly. Even if you want to do a text-to-speech where you just select a voice and you type the message in there and make that your uh, yeah. announcement, That's, I mean, that's simple. It's easy. Yeah, and the portal, the portal interface to do that for administrators is really straightforward. I mean, look, I love what I do, and I love being in call center, but I am not a technology guy. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm all thumbs when it comes to that, <laughs> but I could do it. So those who know me, when I say if I can do it, they we climbed about there because I it's pretty straightforward and easy. But but you're right, being able to kind of, especially you know in urgent times, if there's you know some kind of crisis or emergency or something goes down and you need to have an announcement that gives you different direction to your customers, that's got to happen quick. Mm-hmm. And there are some opportunities vendors where that's a three-day turnaround. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the case it was in this one customer I'm thinking about specifically. Um, it was a two- or three-day turnaround for them to get an announcement changed, and now they do it themselves and can do it on the fly. Yeah. It's it's a big deal. Pull it down. They can they can record, upload a WAV file, or do something like we're doing here, or, mm-hmm. or just like you said, type it in. And The Texas speech engines now are really good. Oh, uh, yeah. Those voices. It's not like the old days where you, you, right. know, you get that robot talking <laughs> to you, but... Uh, yeah, no, it makes it real easy. Yeah, you you guys have got you've got some good um, technology around that with options and stuff. It's, yeah, it's really it, good. It's been good to us. In thirty years in contact center, <laughs> you've seen yeah. the requirements change. The way that we interact with the contact center is a lot different today than it was. Yeah, you know, I think that kind of two things come to mind. One is certainly the technology, the enabling element of that. That can, you know, we're in a virtual world now. And, and being able to let your agent you know, either be near the customer or work virtual, that's a whole different ball game, right? It used to be captive seats, hardwired to the PBX or hardwired to the, 
to the ACD sitting mm-hmm. in, a, in a closet and you had to be on-prem. <clears throat> I don't think that's bad, by the way. I think we've seen some good productivity of having people work together and kind of the emotion and momentum of that. But to enable a broader access, I think, is good for everybody. And that technology, I think, is where the industry kind of got bogged down a little bit, where everything was dialed into premise-based stuff, and the cloud has just opened that up tremendously. But the the second point, which I think is really important, and we kind of tried to do this, honestly, back 30 years ago, was to bridge process of back office with front office to create, you know, that 360-degree view of the customer experience. Customer experience is now a big kind of buzzword, right? It sure is, yeah. Um, The enabling technology, though, is here. And that is I can do lookups and I can integrate with customer-centric data information. I can bring, just like I can bring a complete view in conversation to a customer, now the records and data and process and workflows I can truly bring together. I mean, if you remember back in the day, we we would always get frustrated when we were tying a call center implementation to a back office SAP you know, rollout. Right. That thing took forever and it was so expensive. And just doing one API data dip to get stuff out to talk yeah. about a customer, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Now that's off the cuff and is expected. And I, I just think that's going to pull us in a direction where while the call center is critical, it's one component of the narrative or the dialogue for a customer across an entire enterprise. So now a sales group or a help desk or Anyone that has a chance to interact with a customer is as important as any, you know, frontline agent who gets the first ring. And so how do we make that whole experience come together, you know, in a unified way? And I think that's what our technology and the and cloud technologies enable. So mm-hmm. it just makes that whole experience, I think, a lot more feasible than it ever was. How does it help that customer experience? Um, what is it there that is important in that customer experience? Yeah, great question. So so let, let's start with the interactions, right? Customers customers demand that we have a unified experience. So when they text and they see the chat line on a web page or they send an email, that can't be disjointed. It's got to be, you know, part of a greater narrative. And mm-hmm. I, as a touch point on the other side of the phone, need to know that, hey, this person sent an email 48 hours ago. Or we were just chatting and then I asked to talk to him live. Or there's some kind of AI chatbot. We can talk about that in a minute. But, you know, that kind of helped them get through an IVR tree. And so if I can have a view of all of that, that's the – to me, it's not the end point in the call center. It's the starting point. And then it's how do I integrate with either fulfillment or an order package or where do I see kind of your – current help request at. Mm-hmm. You know, having all of those mission critical systems exposed to, with the fingertips of an agent so that when I'm interacting with them, I'm informed and yeah. I become the voice of the company. Yeah. I think that's invaluable. And I, you know, again going back, we've seen call centers kind of get pushed aside as a cost department and it's always kind of the you know, the cobbler's son who never has the shoes. Right. That changes. When when you look at it that way, and it's not just a single call that's coming in to complain, which most call centers get that rap, but mm-hmm. I really am the voice of my company to the customer. And it's not just voice, but it's all those other methods. If I can create a holistic view of that, I think the customer doesn't go away. 
I think they embrace that. Even in times of challenge and when they're, they are calling for, for troubleshooting or a problem, because I have that whole view, just makes that experience that much better. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's enabled and unleashed that whole conversation. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's there's an expectation today of consumers, you know, and the, and the frustration levels, you know, threshold is reached quickly. So there's <laughs> not true. a lot of tolerance for yeah. repeating things and explaining to the second person that you talk to about what you already told the first person. And, you know, so being having the ability to to see at your fingertips what a customer has been through that by the time they get to you is helpful. You know? That's a really great point. That that has to be a single source of frustration. I know it is for me. There's nothing worse than putting in your account number or your password. Do it all over again for the next person. Do it all over again for the next person. Right. Just, it doesn't seem like that that's sufficient. So, how great do you, point. How do you think the uh, customer expectation for contact center has changed? Well, I think... Um, a, a couple of points come to mind. One, I do think they are seeing that kind of first interaction as the most important interaction. In, in most B2C and consumer-oriented businesses that interact with call centers, there's not a sales event, right? It's just a, a number in that's faceless. And I think that's changed where it is a meaningful interaction now. And it creates loyalty. I mean, you can look at chat boards and mm. uh, rating engines. You know, you can go to Google Ratings or Yelp. Or, and all of those good interactions start with some kind of, you know, interaction in a call center. So I, I think it just the importance of that has taken it from an expense and how I reduce it to a top-line investment that's important for, for companies. And I think consumers know how to navigate now. Right, they know what an yeah. IVR is. Yeah, they know they kind of have their tolerance, and if it's kind of a dark hole, they're out. You, you got to know that they're a lot more savvy than they used to be. That is that is for sure. And you've you've mentioned interactions is something that's been in our conversation. You've said interactions a number of times. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, consumers and customers, these interactions are driven by different methods today with voice and email and text and social media, lots of different ways for someone to contact a business today. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a really great point. One thing we do is try to embrace all those interactions as singular. And when I say singular, I don't want to lump them together, but I want to apply the same intelligence to each one Mm -hmm. so that if they need to be treated in a special way, just like you would route a phone call to a queue that's dedicated for a higher level service or a, you know, a higher graded member or a specific skill set. Apply that same intelligence to an incoming email or an incoming chat or a text so that those things have as much of a priority and the end result mm-hmm. is resolved by the same level of expertise that you would a voice call. So, so we apply that. And then the other thing that, that we're proud of is being able to create a single queue or I know omni-channel is a buzzword, but it really is important to have, you know, a, a queue or a panel where I can see phone calls and texts and emails all on the same interface for an agent so that I, I do create a, a unified view. The second point to that, to me, is really kind of a trend that I see happening in not just call centers, but in communications across an enterprise. Mm-hmm. 
the value of what I just talked about, of being able to route something intelligently in real time and get it to the right endpoint, I think that extends beyond an agent, especially in kind of the mid-market and, and SMBs where as an owner, I might be traveling out on a sales visit or a customer call visit or I've got to go fix something or I'm in a Home Depot buying something, right? Now with mobile phones and other methods of access, I got to be part of that conversation. And so I may not be a formal dedicated call center agent, but I'm on the edge that I want to know when a customer comes in and if they have to get to me, let them get to me. Right. So how do I apply ACD functionality to non-call center users? I think that's the next trend is that cloud, because that cloud is so easily configured, we're going to see more and more requests coming from businesses to have the intelligence of of routing those conversations, those phone calls, those chats and texts. When they hit my business, I want them to go to the right person, whether I have agents or not. I might only be a 15-person shop, but I want my customer service guy to get that right call. I want my salesperson to get the right call. Right. And and as an escalation for an angry customer, bring it to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it buck stops here. We know that people, that livelihood is, is they're invested in their customer. And too often I think they look at, ah, call center is so expensive and it's not for me because I don't have a bank of agents. But I think communications, you know, UCAS and voicemail, a hunt group is nothing more than find the right person who's available. Yeah. Right? Right. So if you're not, I'm going to go to Sal, I'm going to go to Amy until somebody answers the phone. Just apply a cue to that in ACD and route it to the right person who gives you a heads up that I'm not available. Oh, we already know. We don't have to go hunt for you. Mm-hmm. We know you're not there. Let the ACD take care of that. Get it to the next person. So I think that kind of functionality is going to really hit mainstream businesses uh, and, and give us a leg up as well. Yeah, I think I think you're probably right. I I, I tend to think of it as intelligent routing, Great intelligent point. call routing. Yeah, very in, succinct way to describe it. In 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 understanding that, you know, you know who your caller is. Maybe you know where they need to go. Yeah, you know, and yeah. being able to do that automatically and easily um, is a big deal and a differentiator. Um, customers, you know, we we talked a little bit about that. Their tolerance is so low, and it only takes one bad customer experience to lose a customer yeah. or have something posted out on social media that you know. Isn't that crazy? That, that viral effect is really really caustic. It, it is, and it's, it can damage your business. It sure can. Uh, well, Steve, what else uh, is on your mind today as we sit here and we're thinking about call center and customer experiences yeah. and changes in the industry? And What else is on your mind today? Well, I, I think, you know, there's there's the opportunity, with, certainly with our platform, but I think, you know, with our partners, and Hiscal's done a wonderful job of this, is finding those vertical applications where we can re- purpose and, you know, extend them over and over again. Tell me what you mean, vertical applications. So so there are, for example, you know, initiatives around all dentist's office on how I can have a, a better IVR menu with reminders of appointments and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of I'm using automated voice and campaigns to better communicate with my patients. I would. You know, so, so that kind of, so what do you have to do? You got to know a little bit about dentist calendaring and patient information and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. I think insurance is another good one, you know, where you have kind of insurance claims and how you 
deploy someone out in the field and, and ensure they're part of always logged in and, and I know where they're at and I can send calls to them. So so those areas where, where excuse me, we have repeatable scenarios yeah. and voice and communication and menus and, and cues are important. I think we can continue to evolve, you know, they're not custom solutions, but they're they're positioned for that pain point for that particular industry. Field logistics is another really big one, I think, where you have to deploy someone on site, either with parts or some kind of service call. That is, a, I think, an incredible market opportunity when it comes to remote and mobile and virtual workers that you need to, again, create kind of a unified view for them. So mm-hmm. I, I think when we find those verticals and we can kind of get you know, the 90% of what they're looking for and then have a meaningful sales conversation, uh, that's opportunity. Right. Okay. I'm tracking with you. So what do you think about, I hear a lot of talk about artificial intelligence, oh, yeah. these chat bots and yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's a great what? question. So <laughs> it's one of those things where, and you know, we've been around a long, a long time. I, I'm probably older than... I want to confess, but <laughs> we've seen those trends go go up and down where Silicon Valley or venture capitalists or high-tech guys get all excited about something, mm-hmm. but the practical implication just isn't real. And that's how I feel about AI. So it certainly has its place. We want to be responsive at low cost in an effective way to a consumer request. Mm-hmm. But I just don't see how that gets mapped to the point that it replaces all interaction with humans. I think you're always going to need an informed person on the other end of the line to either escalate or to interact with, um, you know, a caller who has a specific need. No matter how, and we've seen this a lot. So Call call Corp, you know, we built our product to be able to integrate with just about anything. And and we've drawn a pretty bright line to say, if we're gonna keep up with the AI engines of the world, we'd have to invest 10 times what we're doing with contact center just to find the right, you know, PhD and quantum um, algorithms. Is that really the best use of our time? No. So let's integrate with those that are doing it. But even those that are doing it haven't yet cracked the code on, you know, the margins at the end of the bell curve where maybe I can say, where's my order? Enter your order number, go hit the order system, bring it back and say, it'll be delivered in two days. Right, that's a pretty automated workflow, and I can be intelligent about that. Yeah, but when there's an anomaly to an order, or there's emotion involved, it's just not adequate to have a chatbot sit there in a loop and say, "When you're frustrated, does that mean angry or sad?" As an mm. example, mm-hmm. right? And I got to take all this time to drill down. I just want to talk to somebody. Yeah, and, and so not not just the loop of trying to figure out what the intent is. Uh, and then have to go back and integrate with all the back-end systems and then learn and then get something back and believe that it's adequate, I just I just don't think it's effective to the point that the AI world thinks it is. Mm. So good to have it for certain cases. I just don't see agents being replaced. I mean, at the end of the day, when you get a meaningful experience with someone on the other end of the line, it changes your opinion of that company and you get resolved. And the opposite is true, like we said. When it's not, it'd be very frustrating. Right. So uh, I, I hang up on those AI chatbots pretty quickly <laughs> if I can't if 
Because you can tell, right? You can oh, tell. Oh, yeah, sure. They, sometimes companies won't let you know. They want you to think it's a live chat. Mm-hmm. A couple of, you know, well-worded questions and then off to a dark hole, and then you're kind of stuck. So hopefully, you know, I'm not disparaging too many people. I just think there's there might be a place for it, but it's not a replacement for sure. I agree with I, I agree with what you're saying. There's a place for it, and and I think that's the key for a business and for us as as technologists and is understanding where it fits and how to best use it. Great point. That yeah. provides a good customer experience. Um, just to implement some technology and say it's better, it's not always true. And, and the other thing I will tell you, this is this is why I really love working with you and, and, and his call and kind of through the eyes of Call Corp. You know, you can't buy directly from us. We don't have a, a brand offering for a call center to buy from us. Mm-hmm. And the reason being, so we think we're pretty, um, we have some really strong DNA in call center. But that personal relationship that you have with your customers. So we're espousing customer experience. You know, this technology is to help the his call customer base have a better call experience with their customers. But your customers have come to know the brand and the equity and the relationship of his call. And you know them better than anybody. We could never replace the things that you've done with that customer base or with your most you know loyal customers mm-hmm. because you've been through sweat and tears and challenges and you know celebrations with them and they've come to rely on you and and so your voice and view of how they implement our stuff really becomes i think critical i don't think you can replicate that in a market research paper or you know in in kind of an industry standard so the same thing of, as ai which i think is can be sterile, mm-hmm. same way in getting to the market. I just think there's there's so much value in knowing the person that you're talking with and what their needs are and how you respond. And we've seen that success together, and so I'm just grateful that we've been able to find each other. Steve, thank you for saying that. And I'm that's a message that um, Gary Luffman, you know, stays on consistently. He just believes in you know personal service. Yeah, and and you become expert on them. Yeah, yeah, you become their voice. I think that's so important. Yeah, I agree. So important. And, and has caused a tremendous reputation for yeah. that. So thrilled to be associated. Yeah, well, thank you so much for um, for saying that, and you know I appreciate you taking the time again to come and sit down in the podcast studio with me. Uh, for anybody who's not been here to Dixon, you know the big draw, although. I love seeing Chuck and being here is the ice cream. The ice cream. The ice cream is why I come. Yep. I don't know if the ice cream has ever come up on the podcast. I can't remember. But for those folks listening, Xander's, uh, we'll just give them a a plug here. Uh, Xander's in downtown Dixon is a pizza place, and they make their own ice cream. uh, Out of this world. It's pretty fine, isn't it? It is out of this world. And so So. Gary, Gary, uh, our CEO, he keeps some Xander's ice cream here at the office all the time. So we yeah. got a good selection. So worth the trip. <laughs> worth the trip. That's right. But better to see you, Chuck. <laughs> that's right. Ice cream second place. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve. Well, thank you. Um, any final words or thoughts? No, I think, I, I think again, back to our partnership, you know, what, what we're trying to do is make something that comprehensive, very easy to use at a price point that really you can accept and be efficient with. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, we get those things covered off, then we make everybody happy. Yep. And so if you are want to see what we're talking about, give us a call. So, Steve, I always end the podcast with a saying. We just had our 50th episode, and every episode ends this way. Don't be afraid, only believe. Fantastic. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the His Call Technology Podcast. Subscribe to this podcast so you can stay up to date with today's business communication trends. To learn more about His Call solutions for your business needs or to listen to previous podcasts, visit us at our website, hiscall.com. We'll be right back.